just want to ask a question. Who really cares? To save a world in despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time. There'll come a time. When the world won't be singing. When the world won't be singing, flowers won't grow. Flowers won't grow. No. Bells won't be ringing. No bells won't be ringing. Who really cares? Who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who is willing to try? Save the world to save the world that's destined to that die. is destined to die. When I look at the world, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the GQ podcast. Meet the Kings. Today, we have a very special guest, senior sergeant at arms here at GQ. Mr. Marcus Aguirre, how you feeling, man? How you hey, doing? man. I'm feeling good. It's Friday. Senior year. Can't complain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, here on the GQ podcast, we like to start every episode with a song selected by our guests. And today you had Save the Children by my Marvin Gaye. Just go through, you know, talk a little bit about what that song means to you, why you chose it, and uh, and just get a little bit more into interested in, you know, your music taste. Sure. So, you know, I was thinking, like, let me pick something that resonates with me. Um, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, that whole album is, like, really, in my mind, revolutionary. It's, like, very outspoken against what goes on in society. And, like, uh, he's just critical of what he sees. And Save the Children is really about, like, knowing that everything, the economy, everything that politics is working for isn't serving the future mm. um and he's like who's gonna who's gonna save the kids like who really cares um and when i listen to that song i'm like yeah that's most people don't really care but that's where we come in that's mm. where i come in that's mm. where people who genuinely are moved to like care about other people step in yeah yeah no that's that's real i feel like i think um you kind of hear a lot of those themes and you know the older music you know when we go back to the classics um we talked a little bit about before we started the podcast kind of the reason why you love kind of the older style of music is kind of rooted in that instrumentality uh just being able to hear kind of like that raw emotion in the music right uh you just want to talk a little bit more about how you hear that and maybe why you know, Marvin Gaye. Is Marvin Gaye your favorite artist, first of all? Is that your, is that your favorite? I don't know. I don't know if he's my favorite. Uh-huh. I feel like I definitely, he's definitely like one of my top five. Okay, okay. But I don't know if he's my favorite. Okay, well, yeah. So of of him, you know, what kind of in his music do you really feel that top five? Is it just kind of the, the movement and message behind it? The instruments or is it all together? Yeah, I feel like honestly it's all together. Like Marvin Gaye has this... Uh, a way of 
just communicating through music that is like top tier to me like mm. the way i don't know like that boy can move me like <laughs> i just i fuck with a lot of his music even thinking about like um uh damn i forgot the name of the album but like oh let's get it on like mm-hmm. mad of those songs are like groovy and like you know there's like a lot of like soul but it's kind of like funky like yeah the instrumentality just the composition is just so well done like, yeah. it's like anime to me like it's very mm-hmm. like high quality yeah yeah we'll, we'll get it we'll get into anime in a minute <laughs> we, we we in the last episode did this thing on anime so we're gonna get into it in a minute for sure but yeah no i definitely i respect that uh that as well because i love going back and listening to like the 70s 80s is kind of like my favorite era of music mm. and um i don't know i'm a big michael jackson fan so hell yeah michael jackson is like my number one like i've been like i've been like the last couple of days it's funny that you say that because i've been just like watching youtube videos and it's just like just his lyrics like or his vo- vocals stacked mm. and just hearing every take and like back then there was no auto-tune right mm-hmm. so like he actually had to like match his takes on time like the timing is perfect yes. and just like the different levels the highs the mids the lows all it's just like so and everything's so intentional too yeah so you could re- everyone was like an artist back then like yeah. you, you know it's you can be you're an artist but you know you're mostly like a performer in these days mm-hmm. um you know and then those that are really taking their art seriously are you know the most respected in my eyes yeah so they really like took their like craft seriously like yeah. really like dedicated themselves to exactly. what they were making exactly yeah so i i i love that that era of music for sure yeah but yeah that's that's a nice little you know way to start off the podcast get it you know some deep some deep meaning into everything uh but the first thing we like to like to really get into uh is your past your present and your future mm-hmm. so just to start off let's where where do you come from where, where what's what's the basis of marcus how does he get to gq you know, where's your past before you get here? Um, so I was born in Maryland. Um, lived there for like five years. And then I moved to North Carolina and I lived there for most of my life. Um, and then in tenth grade, just by chance, just happened to move to New York. Wow. And then been in New York ever since tenth grade. But like um once I moved to New York, I got into a really good school called Bard High School Early College. And then that basically changed my life entirely. Like, well, moving to New York in and of itself did as well, just mm-hmm. because of lack of opportunities where I was in North Carolina and also just environmental influences, things like that. So I was pretty much like a cool kid in North Carolina, uh-huh. athlete um, that really thrived off of like what was what was valued socially so like mm. i was thriving because i was athletic and because uh people thought i was cool girls wanted to talk to me mm-hmm. and, uh, so like i had clout whatever but like no real sense of self no real sense of like what i was doing i was just kind of caught up once i moved to new york it was just like completely isolated like around so many people but isolated and then i was mm-hmm. thrown in this academic environment where me being exceptional wasn't gonna be enough anymore i could get straight a's in north carolina not doing shit yeah but once i came here i was going to school with people who were youngest published authors at yale press at 13. wow so it was like a completely different environment and realizing that like 
I had to put in extra work just to meet the bare minimum mm. of what was being asked of me. So that really took a lot out of me, humbled me a lot. Um, and also like that school made me start to really think critically. So I started to get this worldview that I didn't really have before. I started to realize like what situations I was put in in North Carolina and why things were the way they were in North Carolina and the repercussions of that. Mm. I, was start, I was remember I was in 10th grade and I saw one of my friends that I used to hang out with, he got arrested for human trafficking. And he was wow. two years older than me. Wow. And I'm like sitting in my class in New York City, but the kids that go to school there, like they, they don't know shit about that. Yeah. But then uh, also I was part of like some soccer team that basically was all expenses paid for travel team called FC Harlem. And there I had a mentor, um, his name is Irv Smalls. He used to be a corporate attorney, left that to start like a nonprofit soccer team. Um, and he basically inspired me to continue to think about how I can give back, how I can be of service to like the communities that really like gave me my character and, mm -hmm. and raised me type shit. Mm -hmm. So I used to want to be an astronomical physicist, but then my bro's mom was like, are you dumb or what? And she was like, you're going to be a scientist? Are you going to work for NASA? You want to go to space? And I was like, I don't really want to. Well, I, I would go to space, but like, I don't want to be a scientist. I don't want to work for the government. So I was like, damn, I guess I got to think about what I'm going to do. And because of my mentor, Irv, I was like, everything I have to do has to serve my values. So I'm going to basically work to help people because I realize things about the world that are wrong and I want to help them. I want to help the kids. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So save the children. <laughs> Decided I was going to do business, and I was like, if I'm going to do business, I'm going to go to one of the best schools. So I was applying to Wharton, I was applying to all this shit. Stern was number two, and ended up getting in, and now we're here. Now yeah. we're here. That's a that's that's amazing, man. I think, you know, you, you show a lot of, uh, your story reflects, like, kind of this interesting, you know, you kind of learn what people kind of learn in, in college. Uh, you kind of learned it in high school, really. The fact that, you know, being exceptional or whatever you are, you know, you have to work harder. Um, I think, like, you know, they always talk about athletes and how athletes, you know, hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. That's yeah, what it yeah. is. So, you know, I think you kind of came to that realization really early. And uh, I can kind of see, you know, just being in your presence, you know, for the last year or so, I can see how that's kind of impacted you and, and, see your mindset and where you are and the goals that you have and where you want to be, how that's kind of groomed you to get to this point. So I think that's, that's really important. And, and, you know, just having those mentors, I think me personally having mentors in my high in high school growing up, that was big to where I'm at, I'm at now. So um, it's just interesting to see everybody's mentors that, that, that get to where you are. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I was saying earlier, you know, just me understanding who you are right now as a person, um and the goals that you have you you let's let me hear like you know where's you where are you at in your present you know how how has your time at nyu impacted you you know what are you looking looking to right now and then maybe you could you could lead that into kind of where you want to go in the future in the next you know five to ten years with your vision because i know you got you i know you got plans because i heard you talk about it so just interested to hear more more, more from you yeah sure um my time at NYU has been about, I think, a lot of personal growth. Um, in high school, 
I ended up getting my associates from that school from Bard College. Mm. So once I got here, I was like doing shit I already did to get my first degree. Yeah. And my first degree wasn't really valued a lot of times by like uh advisors. They'd be like, Well, you're at NYU now, so Yeah. Your bar degree, like eh. But <laughs> at the same time, like they were willing to I could have graduated like a year early. Yeah. So it was like you take these credits, like you you would respect it, but then at the same time, like you, you don't really worse, yeah. yeah, like you, you don't really value that. So I think really that's been shown to me through academics here too, like at least in Stern. It's not about learning to think. It's not about learning to, to, I don't know, like really increase someone's capacity. It's about just like mundane stuff, like get these assignments done. How much of uh, a worker be can you be? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to give all of your time to study, to do this work, to do what we're asking of you? Or are you going to value other things? And me personally, I've been valuing other things. Yeah. Like since I got here, I'm not gonna lie. I allocate my time to what I think is important to me. Like mm-hmm. and really and truly, like I've had a great ass time in college. Like not a lot of people can say that, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And like I've been learning like mostly about things that are useful to me, like whether that be like technical skills in business school or like just really the the jargon to be able to participate in certain conversations in business. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like I haven't really learned all that much from school itself. It's more so been about the relationships, yeah. people I meet. Um, and then also I keep mentioning like learning more about myself, but that's really just been like a, uh, a product of like realizing, realizing ways that, I still have a lot of room to grow mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. still taking the time to be like reflective on myself and my actions and how I affect the people around me. Um, but NYU has also connected me with like some pretty important people uh, that have helped me realize more about how I can solidify the things I want to do instead of just like dreaming still. Mm-hmm. But like I've always been a dreamer. Like since I got here, I had one mission, but I've just been like, scaling up as i learn about more opportunities and as i learn about what i actually have access to Mm -hmm. and also like what that means like not everyone gets to go to number one undergraduate business school type shit Mm -hmm. not everyone and that off rip like that distinguishes us from like 90.9 percent of the population like we're part of this new aristocracy where we have a lot of power but people who are part of this aristocracy don't even like realize that. And then at the same time, they don't value, I guess their values are completely different Mm -hmm. and they choose to live for like things that they care about. And for me, what I care about is the world. So everything I'm doing is like goal oriented and trying to supplement what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. Would you, would you say that, you know, people don't have that those values or those mindsets because they didn't have you know any examples or they didn't come from where you come from where you had people or where you saw the things that you saw but you had the people telling you hey there's a better there's a chance that you you know where you're going you can change this environment you can change the world you can you can do the things that you care about so is it is it really like 
I guess my question is, you know, you say you didn't learn, you haven't learned like too much from the school. Is it a, is it a case where like the school is not promoting that, or is it a case where you just have different values yourselves and everyone's coming in with their different values and intentions? Or are you saying the the school is kind of like not really teaching us to even think about the the opportunity that we have here? I think specific to Stern, mm-hmm. it's about the curriculum being focused on creating people who will be good workers mm. versus people who are like good people. Honestly, just like understanding of themselves okay. and like mm. what they want to do and mm. like mm. shit like that. Like it's more so about just meeting deadlines and yeah. getting things done versus yeah. like taking a step back, like reflecting, writing. We don't really yeah. write. When we do write, it's very what's the word like there's no voice yeah it's all about like repeating things and being yeah. very concise like yeah. and i think that some programs in nyu they might give you the space to think about things um and maybe even learn to like think more critically things like that but at the same time academia as a whole mm. college higher education is really most of the time about getting a job yeah it's yeah. just another step to, exactly. to getting to where, you know, in the system of, you know, school, job, work, yeah. you know, go back to school, get a better job, get a better position. So, yeah, no, that that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, I think those are some, some big topics. I think you, you have some deep thoughts for sure. For sure. We yeah. definitely got to chop up some more about that uh, for sure off the podcast. But I also want to, you know, move forward and think, so, you know, you, you have this experience in college where you're at now. What are you, what steps are you taking to, to make you, you know, your visions happen in the future? And, and maybe give some insight into what that, that future plan is. I know, you know, you've taken your LSAT, you know, you trying to get your JD, all of these things, go to, go to school. I know you're going to, you say you're going to grad school right after, right? So, you know, you have, you actually, you have some things in mind. So maybe explain a little bit more of like what those things, what your plan is to, you know, like you said, save the kids. Yeah, sure. So basically, especially in tandem with what I've learned through my own like research and also just like even in academia, actually, like they'll tell you what's going on around the world. Like mm-hmm. in my PN, I have a class right now called Professional Leadership and Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we were basically like talking about the fact that there's people who are dying mining this cobalt or cobalt to get our iphones and like technology has a big dependency on a lot of natural resources and those supply chains are all exploitative mm-hmm. um, markets capitalism they don't operate really unless there are market inefficiencies where someone usually us consumers are not aware of what's going on to make things happen we're just buying Mm -hmm. but there's a dependency on the market maker like apple Mm -hmm. to have those products and have the need for resources but the dependency comes in from those people that they don't really have any other option but to be of service but to take the worst deal they can because yeah. they at the end of the day people are just trying to eat people yeah. are just trying to survive yeah. and these companies are like being exploitative so what i want to do is basically address 
neocolonialism, the global West from the root. So instead of thinking about what can I do in America, what can I do to address inequality in America? That's where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of learned to think on a more global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really about addressing inequality in the global South, cutting off neocolonialism in the global South, mm-hmm. because when you cut it from the root, that's going to have more long lasting effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so my long term goal is to basically start a private equity fund um, that will be focused in a few different verticals, education, renewable energy, infrastructure, and also housing and health. Um, education, mostly because people need to learn to critically think. Like that's what a lot of people are denied in America through yeah. American education, but really like that's the value of education to yeah. learn to think critically really. Um, so completely like reimagining education, focusing on like creative expression, critical thinking, but also having education centers be uh, resource centers for like community, like families, like we can focus on education together. It's not just the kids that need to be educated. It's yeah. everyone. Um, and it's a collaborative effort too. like, everyone is a teacher um so focusing on education all that stuff uh this private equity fund will basically in my mind also i'm getting a jd so that i can address those market inefficiencies so if people legally have rights to a certain margin of the profits from the end product Mm -hmm. then the redistribution of wealth can occur. So it won't just be like everyone on the top gets the bread. It'll be like bottom up or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. But by securing the resources that are being exploited, by giving infrastructure, education, health, all these things, basically I want to turn, basically turn the tide around. I want the global West to basically be subject to what the global south wants i want to shift the power dynamic completely Mm -hmm. especially because of opportunities that occurred with coronavirus like the value of the dollar all this shit is going to have long-term effects all these crises so it's really about capitalizing off of those opportunities and like things i've learned in stern like Mm -hmm. um and also just making the right connections and addressing certain things early like making the right connections in grad school like getting people on board early so that this private equity fund will have investors but also like be sanctioned like but yeah that's the long-term goal that's that's big man like i mean i mean for me hearing that like that that that's crazy because it's like I think so much of my stress, at least for me as a junior this semester, has been like getting a job, you know, going through classes, going through interviews, doing that. And in like hearing like, you know, you having such a a global plan and vision is just, that's like amazing. And I think, you know, I, if, if there's any way that, you know, any of us or just me specifically can support you in that and getting you there, like that's amazing because I think um, at least... My point of view is that when, you know, for somebody that's still kind of trying to figure out, you know, what my vision is or what I want to do or what my, my whole purpose is, I think 
the best way for me to to figure that out is, is is see people like you that have that vision you know very set clear for themselves and supporting you because i think they'll you know by me supporting you and everyone else supporting you you know helping you achieve your dreams is going to help me you know find my dreams and achieve that so i, I definitely respect you you know coming on here and and, and saying all that because that's that's real man. that's <laughs> like you you got some big plans man I'm, I'm excited i'm excited for your future for sure um so to step away i guess a little bit if you don't talk about you you know your past your present and your future um just want to talk about you know this is the gq meet the kings podcast so we'd just like to talk a little bit about you know how you know you found yourself in gq and and why you know four years down the line you're still here and you know you still you know you're the sergeant so you know you still in you still in gq you you're a big player you know everybody know marcus so you just talk a little bit about how you found yourself here. Um, I I was introduced to GQ at like a OP club fest type thing. Um, I think my boy Noah was there. Shout out Noah Peace, but um, I came just because me, Tony, Kenny, we were like, yeah, we're gonna pop out, see what's up. Um, and then I just started to meet a bunch of different people that were just cool mm. honestly like they're just people i could see myself hanging out with and i didn't really have to like make such a big effort to to talk to people mm. like being in school sometimes i feel like things are like so forced yeah. because of the fact that like people won't approach me like yeah. no one's gonna step to me like yeah it's really weird, but like, I feel kind of, I don't know, like outcasted mm-hmm. socially, mm-hmm. just being in Stan. Um, I didn't feel like that in GQ. And so I just like kept coming back just because I was around people that wanted to be around me. I had like friends. Um, and GQ, it also was a space to start to think about different things. Like I started being reflective of myself and like ways I had room to grow because of conversations we had in GQ um and seeing that it was like benefiting me in terms of my growth not just in terms of like I guess socially that's what really moved me that's what moved me Kenny and Tony like we were like yo like after meetings like that we were like yo like GQ is valid yeah (laughs) GQ is really doing something like it's not just about it's not just about hanging out and shit. Like, it's about growing together and, like, having the intention to do so. Yeah. Um, and I think I've been around because I also want to to give that back to the people that are coming to GQ now. Like, I want people to grow together, learn to identify, like, what they value and what they care about together and, like, uh, be reflective on their actions and like ways that they can work on themselves together and i think that's that's really the reason why i'm here it's just like the people and growth yeah i mean I'm, I, I have the same thing it's just the people you know i think um i was like a casual member freshman year and then i felt like I think for me, especially like the pandemic, once the pandemic hit, it's like, 
I need people, you know? Like, you feel, like, so isolated. Like, we need people. So having, you know, GQ, at least in the Zoom context, was good because, you know, you had people to be around, people that, you know, were committed to the space. I think it's, like, if everybody's committed and they're down and it's, like, what they b truly believe in and making the environment, you know, fun, great space for everyone, everyone just benefits from that. So I think I, I got that from GQ where I didn't get that from, you know, other clubs. I mean, especially like Stern clubs, some of the Stern clubs on campus. But I just didn't feel that the same way, you know, that you feel very kind of like fish out of water type where every place you go into is not really welcoming to you or the place, in, or like, it's not that it's not welcoming, but like, it makes you feel like an outcast sometimes. So GQ has definitely been a, a space, at least for, for me, where I can come in and, and have the same type of thing that you were talking about. And um, it's just, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, just that you're here and in the space. It's always it's always lovely to, you know, hear you talk. You always have something insightful to say. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I did promise, before we, before we get closer to the end of the episode, I did promise that we were gonna get into, you know, some of your anime. Mm -hmm. Lee talked. Lee talked about anime at the end of the podcast last last episode. Um, so I definitely really want to hear a little bit from you about about your anime. Lee, you talked about um, what did you talk about? Talked about uh, a little bit of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Naruto being his mm -hmm. favorite. Um, just uh, I think Shamurai Shampoo or Shampoo or something mm -hmm. like that. So. You know, just just you know, what, what what's what's the anime? What what does everybody need to be need to be up to? Need to be knowing. Um, if you haven't seen it, Cowboy Bebop is good. Naruto, that's I grew up on that. But mm -hmm. if you haven't seen Berserk, you Berserk. gotta watch Berserk. Okay, it's on YouTube. It's like from the nineties. Mm -hmm. That anime. There's a lot going on, but like what they actually talk about crazy it's very like i remember there's this one scene where it's about this dude with a big ass sword whatever mm -hmm. he's like a fighter i think he got like orange hair right no his like hair that? is black it's black yeah okay his I name know. is guts but he's like he fucked up his sword he's getting his sword fixed and blacksmith is just like hammering his sword and he's like someone that the dude knows we don't know why mm -hmm. but they've known each other for a while and the protagonist who's getting his sword fixed, he's like, yo, like, how did you know you were going to be a blacksmith? Like, what what made you decide to do this for your life, like, mm -hmm. for the rest of your life? And the dude was just, like, pounding away at his sword. And he was like, I think he was like, I didn't decide, whatever. And then the, the dude replied, he was like, yeah, but, like, why do you still do it? And basically, they're asking him, like, what he lives for. Mm -hmm. And the dude was just, like, pounding his sword. And he was like, the sparks and there were sparks that were flying every time he mm. hit the sword and he was like um it looks pretty mm. and so i don't really know why i do it i just keep doing it mm. and to me like the sparks in life are like those moments like happiness like joy like love like there's a bunch of little sparks that yeah. basically just like help us keep going and me personally like that's kind of i internalize that a lot because that's that's how i am like i kind of live for those moments too mm. um but yeah berserk great anime great wow 
man, you you got me thinking, bro. You got me thinking. <laughs> you got me. You got me thinking. You got me. You know, really think, feeling, and, and thinking this episode. We started off with with Marvin Gaye, Save the Children, and you know everything you said since then is just really mind blowing, man. I mean, uh, we gotta gotta have you back on the podcast at some time. You know, in the future, just to see, get an update on everything that's that's going on, because. That's crazy. I, 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 everything you said has been great, and um, just ending it off with you know that whole, whole spark. I think that's that's crazy. I think there's so much, so much like real life lessons and things you can learn from anime, and just like film in general and stuff as well. But I think, I think people have a connection with anime, just for the reason that it, it's like, I don't know. The characters are just they go through relatable things obviously in this like fan fantastical world but everything is still like at the core it's like a human experience you know mm-hmm. and um they just touch it they just touch on a lot of in- integral things so I, I really you know appreciate you coming on and, and and saying that and um i'm just happy to have you here everything that you said today has been it's been mind-blowing man mm-hmm. I, I, that's crazy but um like i like to end it off i just like to say you know marcus it's a pleasure having you here. I think the time that I've been able to, to hear from you and learn from you has been great. And um, I just want to, you know, hope that you just keep inspiring and nurturing the gentleman's spirit, man. Hey, hoorah. Hoorah, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's been a great episode. Great episode. I'm, I'm, I think everybody's going to love what you had to say today. Thanks, bro. I hope so. Yes, sir. So, um, as it is, you know, today's Friday. Last week, last day of Brotherhood Week. So, just want to... You know, give a shout out to that. Uh, it's been a great week so far, yeah. and great to cap it off here with Marcus. And uh, see y'all in the next episode for sure. Deuces. We can't stop living. We can't stop living. Live. Live. Live for life.